Welcome to another episode of The Family from the Heart, a podcast that is devoted to giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family, a family that has given up on the ordinary to pursue the lives for which they were created. Now, here are your hosts, Cliff and Stephanie. Welcome back, everyone. Cliff Ravenscraft here. And that over there in stunned silence is my wife. It's not stunned. I'm scared. Why are you (laughs) shouting? I always shout. I actually know that. I'm pretty sure that I heard you recording the Cliff Ravenscraft show we were talking I about earlier. I can't hear you. You're whispering. I'm going to have to crank I'm up your mic. I'm not whispering. You, I, I am definitely. You are ridiculous. Oh, keep That's going. the problem. You're shouting. I'm not whispering. I'm actually talking at my normal level. There you go. I just turned your gain up to 39 so I can hear you. So you're deaf in your old age. <laughs> I am getting deaf. That's I my hearing it's is not, not what me. it once was. But I hear myself loud because you're shouting. <laughs> and you should shout as well. You want me to start talking at your level? Like no, this I actually have, hurts my throat. I would have to turn down the gain again and I just want you to talk like your normal whispery <gasps> self. I am. Take the headphones off and you will know that I am. Stephanie. Clef. Happy birthday. Thank you. We're recording this on Cliff's birthday. He is um, now deaf and old. What'd you say? <laughs> Clarence Snow says, happy uh, birthday, Cliff. And, that, and he says that his daughter is looking very lovely today. I'll even throw you. Look at that. I'm even throwing that one up on the screen right there. Do you see it? I do. Thank you. All right. And I agree. You're looking rather lovely today. Thank you. I Absolutely showered gorgeous. and put in effort. <laughs> nice. So in this episode of Family from the Heart, we have prepared meticulously every aspect of what we're going to deliver <laughs> in this episode. You are full of the MSU model. Actually, we have been streaming live for 37 and a half minutes which is approximately one and a half minutes more than we thought we were streaming. (laughs) So the people who are watching the replay from the very beginning is like, what are they doing? We don't know. (laughs) We didn't know either. So anyway, but we've been just kind of chatting with the folks who caught us live here. And I I said, hey, what are we going to do next? And you said, how about we pull out the cards? Will you describe what the cards are? Um, I would if I knew. Well, just describe. How would you describe it if you had to describe what's going on here? I would describe it as um, this very cool fidget toy that Cliff gave me a couple of weeks ago when we started recording live. He gave me this this fidget toy that didn't make any noise. That's what these cards are to me. This is what I get to play with while we. Right. So. I had developed a, my own set of what I call coaching cards or coaching resource cards. And they I, I have tons of them. They're right behind you, aren't they? Yes. And so for those who are watching on the live stream, here are my, my coaching cards. And I have, th- by the way, this is just that stack. And then I have this stack over here. So every one of these are three and a half by five index cards, uh, and they have all of my things that I use on an ongoing regular basis inside of my coaching sessions. 
And I like to be able to do it when I'm doing one-on-one coaching. I hold a card up and and say, hey, have you heard about this? And they're like, no. And, and there's usually a phrase on there. And then on the back side of the card, on <coughs> several of them, there's even more insight or more information. It's usually the outline of the teaching. And that way, it, you know, I have most of it memorized, like off the top of my head. But just in case, it, it's a, it's nice to have just that outline of, hey, here's the 11-step formula for creating an online business. Like, for example, that one, it's that's over here. The 11-step formula for building an online business is in this deck. I know that step number eight is create content. I know step number one is know what you want to create in this world. No, step number two is, you know, I, well, actually, I'm starting to, but you know what? I developed all that. That's my intellectual property, but I'd actually have to go to, I used to have to go into my Notion account and I would have to pull up that presentation and then I would actually walk somebody through it. But now I can just find the card and easily walk them through the 11-step formula for creating an online business. So, and uh, it, I'm not going to... It's f- hidden in that stack. It's in here. There's just so many right now. The thing is, is these are all out of order now because... Uh, let's see here. Do you fidget with them? I don't finish fidget with them. Then why are they out of order? You know what? I'm just wondering. Cause these are coaching and that's not that. I think it might be in my pink cards. So I they're, these are color coded. And let's see here if it if I can find it. Because now I, that I mentioned, I'd probably tell you real quickly, what are the 11 steps? But but he can't find the card. So yeah. Anyway, so he can't tell you. This is the problem when you have too many cards in your deck. Anyway, so I started creating these, and then uh, a lot of people says, "Oh my gosh, how can I get those cards?" And they're like, oh, "Okay, so this is a ten-step formula for achieving any goal, um, and here's the eleven-step formula for building an online business." So on this card right here. I can tell you, step number one, determine your destination. What is the lifestyle benefits that you are going after? How much money do you want to generate from your business? This is step number one. Determine what your outcome is, all right? Number two, identify where you already add value. Um, I talk about building an inventory of value, and I describe what that is and how it builds your confidence and how much value you bring to the table already. I talk about a six-question survey that you can send out to people in your community or a bunch of your friends or people that you've worked with in the past so they can tell you what value they got out of working with you. I can actually talk about what is your zone of genius, that thing that you do specially well that you're kind of on this earth to do, and I've got ways to help you determine that. So that's all part of step number two, identify where you already add value. Step number three, determine who your exact ideal customer is. And by the way, there are five key ingredients for a profitable uh, ideal customer. It, number one, people with money. Number two, who have a problem that they are willing to pay to have solved. Um, so first of all, people with money, they have a problem and they're willing to pay to have it solved and that you can solve and number five, that you want to solve. So Make sure that you have that ideal customer. Step four, learn about your customer's problems. You can do this through having conversations with your potential clients. You could do surveys if you have a larger audience of those people. Uh, And you want to pay special attention to the exact language that they use. Then number five, determine your products and services that you will offer and also at what prices you will offer them. 
Step number six, that's when you create your value proposition statement. So for example, hey, my name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm a professional and a master life and business strategy coach and mindset coach. I help entrepreneurs who are aspiring entrepreneurs, um, well-seasoned and experienced entrepreneurs, advanced stage entrepreneurs, overcome any limiting beliefs, any thoughts, emotions, or actions or behaviors that are keeping them from living their personal life and professional life at the next level. And I do this through helping them uh, evaluate what their mindset is. You know, so, so can you tell people very quickly who it is that you help, how you help them, what it is that you do? That's your value proposition statement. Then step number eight is validate and or modify your business model. You must go and make sure that people will pay you for that product or service at the price for which you have determined that you will charge. So you wanna validate that there's actually people who have that problem, that they're willing to pay to have it solved, that you can solve it, and that you desire to continue solving it. And it's only after you do those seven steps that I recommend that you create a website, a business card, and or a podcast or any other social media marketing assets. And most people fail in online businesses because they start with step number eight, create content, which includes your website and all that other stuff, your logo. All right, step number nine, Attract your ideal client. This is where we get into growing your audience. It's about how to connect with the right people who are your exact ideal client and how to market and bring those people in. Step number 10, it's then perfecting plans to market your business. This is where you're actually gonna start scaling your marketing system or funnel, if you will. And then only after you've done that, it's time to build new products and services and start that whole process again. So anyway, these are just examples of these coaching cards that I have on my desk. And you wanted to know how other people do theirs. I wanted to know how other people market and sell their cards. And so storyteller tactics, if you've ever seen these in your Instagram feed or Facebook feed, I saw these I had never heard of them until you purchased them and now they won't get off my feed. It's like, but hey, if you wanna be a better storyteller, these this card deck can help you. It's going to help guide you in creating the most powerful stories. I've not done any of these card decks yet, but they're on here for me to investigate. But more than anything, I already got my hundreds of dollars worth of value out of these cards by seeing the business model. So mm-hmm. it's like, wow. I, I, not only that, I see the quality of the cards, the design of the cards. I see the quality of the box material and I've seen all of the marketing assets. I've seen all of the email follow-ups. I see the online uh, courses that you can sign into at no additional cost as a result of the purchase. Uh, So that's what I did. I, I purchased those card decks. But then on Amazon, I saw something I'd never heard of before and it was just this deck of cards called Ikean. Let's see here. Ikigai. Ikigayan. Ikigen. Anyway, Ikigai is a Japanese method of how to create your reason for living and your purpose and all this other stuff. So, yeah. Anyway, I found these cards and Stephanie was fiddling through them. And I said, why don't you pick out some cards for us to discuss? And that's what we're doing here today. I'm done talking now. I got it. I just wanted to. I just wanted to make sure. Whoo! 
Yeah. Anyway. What do you want to do? So you want me to just pick one? Pick a card. Or any do you, card. Or do you want to pick them? Because I've already chosen the cards. And so if oh, you pick I will the pick card, a, then I'm I will be picking surprised. This card. Yellow. What All right. Is yellow the soul? I don't know. Well, hold on. Red's the heart. I think yellow is. Yellow is the soul. The soul. The real me. The real me. So. The real me. So we're going to be, we're going soul level today. Soul deep. Here we go. By the way, neither of us has looked at these cards at any length, other than Stephanie just picking out, you know, the j- just by looking at it. Uh-huh. This is the first time we've ever dis- used these cards. How to find your verb. Ooh, your verb. Yeah. Do you have a verb? I don't know. I'm going to find out. I have my verb. Do you? Yes. Okay. Do you want to know what it is? I, before you answer, because I have not seen this card. Sure. My verb, I believe, is to encourage. Okay. Imagine someone asks you to describe yourself with one verb. What would it be? Now finish the sentence. I have come to this world to encourage, encourage. others. Well, you added a word. I have come you, to this. Oh, so I'm supposed to. Encourage. I have come to this earth to encourage. Yes. Um, the example that they give is I have come to this world to learn. And then you would journal. Like um, now write a sheet of paper and write down what you need to do to reach your verb. You already do that. And then you act and you find an opportunity to experience your verb this week. You do that. Okay. Okay. So what I'd love to do, by the way, Anna Sophie says, um, I guess you'd say educate. And I, it, yes, there are ve- there are many verbs that I could use. I would say to entertain, but it's definitely not at the top of my list. But I do love to entertain. Oh, don't don't put that away yet. I want to use it for you. So um, so I definitely ent- entertain. I do educate, but neither of those are my primary. I do want to motivate, inspire. But the way that I do all of those things is first, I need to encourage. And this is the first time I'm actually thinking about this out loud, but what does encourage mean? I I mean, I know it in context of what I've always thought of and stuff like that, but I think of it now as I just said out the the word encourage. And the one thing that I notice a a huge theme is what keeps people from experiencing what they desire to have in this world is almost always fear at some level, all right? And fear is the, you know, or being stuck in fear is a lack of having the having courage. And if I think about the word encourage, what I'm doing is I'm helping, I'm, I'm helping them step into or in their courage. So I am, or I am, uh, calling the courageousness that is a part of their being and to step to have them sit in the seat of the courage that is within them. Does that make sense? So yes. when I really think about it, it's like many people are not interested in being um, educated unless they're, they've been encouraged about something that they want and then they're ready for the, the education of how to get it. So, so really for me, I, I, I have thought about this a lot because if you look at my, uh, username on most platforms. It's Cliff EOTC, which stands for Cliff Encouraging Others Through Christ. 
And that has been, Cliff EOTC, like when Skype first started, that was my first um, user ID. But it started in 1996 when Stephanie and I started a weekly Bible study group called EOTC, Encouraging Others Through Christ. So encourage, that's my verb. Very good. I'm glad that you came to that so easily. So Stephanie, I would like you to think for a moment. Well, I've been thinking the whole time you were talking. Okay, but I want you to now let me read this. Imagine somebody asked you to describe yourself with one verb. What would it be? Finish this sentence. I have come to this world to... Okay, there's only one um, word that keeps coming into my mind. I can't think of any other words because this one is so loud and that is nurture. And I think... When I think about when I did the big leap and I talked about what my zone of excellence is, it is my zone of excellence is to provide a um, a safe, non-judgmental environment for people to come and and um, be their true selves and to um, be able to find their true selves and to be able to break free from the things that keep them from being their true selves. So I think that still works in alignment with, yeah, I think that word, yeah, I think that that verb works in alignment with what I believe I'm called to do. So nurture. I love that. I, And that is not a word that you and I have discussed when it comes no. to what it is that you do and stuff like that. And so this is actually pulling out of you something that gives you even greater clarity. Because here it's like, if I were to answer this question, if we wouldn't have thought about this as your verb, but if we were just to think about your purpose, what is your soul's purpose, if you will? I I would have, Stephanie has come to this world to set women free or to set people free, but set people free is not a verb, all right? Now, here's the interesting thing though. I love the idea that it's actually, what is your verb? And it brought out nurture for you, all right? That came from within. And it does resonate. And it and as soon as you said the word, I'd not even ever heard you use that word no. like in, in in any form related to anything you've ever done. But it is the actual epitome of everything that is what you've been doing as a mother, as a role model to the friends of each of our children, as to what you've wanted to provide in the family environment in our community and family environment and environment of our kids' friends. And also, it's what you've done for the women who were a part of your mastermind group and your one-on-one coaching after Free the Dream 2018. Nurture. Nurture Nurture. is your verb. I love that. Mm -hmm. And it did come from within. That's not something that I think about. I think that um, that can be... A, a lot of people can can feel like like that is a, a negative thing, but but it is not. And um, a lot of people can think of it as a negative thing. I, I, I that does not no, track okay. with me. So it, well, I, I'd love I to it. hear. I'd um, love to learn what's where what I'm you're coming thinking. from. Is that like sometimes when you think of a nurture, you think of a caregiver, or you think of somebody who is taking care of all of everybody else's things, but none of their own things. And um, like that's that's where my brain is going as I'm spinning through this, but. By the way, can I stop you right there? Because when I think about encourage, I always, I'm encouraging myself first. I'm educating myself first. I am all inspiring myself first. And then I use my lifting up. So 
nurtured. Yes. You're nurturing yourself first. Okay, but I didn't learn that until yes. I was in my 30s. And so that's what I am, that, that's where I'm saying what I was born and called to do was in me all along, but had a negative connotation until I learned to do it for myself. Right. Like that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's where, that's where I was going with that. Okay. So the next prompt on the card here says, write, But we're not going to write it. We're going to speak it out. Mm -hmm. So Stephanie, now take a moment mm -hmm. of this live stream and the recording of this episode of family from the heart podcast. Um, Take a moment and tell me what do you need to do to reach your uh, to do to reach your verb. So, for example, if yours is I have come to this earth world to learn, uh, it says, for example, to learn, I must listen carefully, look for information, take a risk, travel around the world, etc. All right. So now for you to nurture, what is it that you need to do in the next week? Is that what it says? No, it says now take a sheet of paper, write down what you need to do. To, okay, so not just in the next week, but what do you need to do moving forward now that you understand that nurture is your verb? What are intentional things that you can do to nurture? It's engaging with people. It It, it is being open to the moments. And this is one thing that, that you've commented on before is that... Um, like I have relationships with not not relationships, but I have acquaintances with um, the cashiers at Kroger. And there there was one several years ago and I, I knew what was going on with her in her life. And I sat and I and I didn't sit. I stood at the checkout and um, and talked with her about it. And like being open to those moments is what is what I do. Yeah. And I will, I, I would like to note that you did not say I nurture as a wife. So <laughs> maybe I need to work on that. You said in my relationships with the women that I was coaching, with my kids and their friends, they're, with they're, your clients that came to your building okay. an online business. Okay, and, so hold on. Not as, I will say this. You have been very nurturing to me <laughs> in every way minus the one way that is the most like highest love language of mine yeah i'm not good at that one it, i've tried it, it's not that you're not good at there have been times when you have nurtured me with my love language which is encouraging words yeah but there but there's no i mean you have definitely been a very supportive and nurturing wife but like, so instead of all the albums I bought you for your birthday, I could have just wrote like a nice word on a post-it and stuck it on your on your I, thing or something. Like gift giving is one of the lowest of my love languages. Um, the but, gift giving wasn't actually about the gift gift; it was about the vinyls. I know some of them I wanted. I so. know it's, it's good. <laughs> I and, and the thing is, is it is quality time is actually it, it's almost it's it's and we up do there. That. And the vinyls give us some quality time to, to sit down and listen to mm -hmm. music together. So I like that. Yep. But yeah, I mean, no, I think you're nurturing. However, your adamant th statement that my, what is it? My love language is sarcasm. Yeah, I did, that was not mine. <laughs> Just saying. I know. But I love you. And, and I, I. That's good to know. <laughs> here's what I will say is that I give myself all of the encouraging words that I need to fill my love tank. So 
There okay. You go. There you go. I I am an incredibly amazing person. Yes. And I serve people incredibly well. That's very true. I do it from a generous heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I'm not perfect and I make plenty of mistakes in many different areas of life, the reality is I'm always doing the best I can with everything I have to work with. I'm intentional about the way that I try to show up for everyone. Yep. And you know what? I, by, doggone it, I'm a nice person and people like me. <laughs> there you go. But while we're on the on the subject, um, if we were rating... If we were rating our relationship on our love languages, I would be lacking as well. I, I know. I know. <laughs> what, like, which one is yours? Is it it's acts, not, of service. acts of service? And trust me, it's dead. It's not dead. It's not dead. It's just not at the top of my list. It's on E, but, That's not but it true. still putters. It's well, yeah, true. every time it gets to E, you do something <laughs> that'll bring it up, and then it's an E again. Like it, so I don't wait till it gets to E. I just wait till the little the little light that says the fuel's low, and then I do something. I don't wait till we're like stranded on the highway. I didn't say like <laughs> E is the like in my car. It's on the needle is at like yeah, right so, above no, E. No, I'm ta- when I'm my light about, comes on. No, the light comes. Here's the thing. It it might be the little needle might be above E. But when that light comes on, I don't know if you know this, but you still got another 60, 70 miles worth of travel distance on that thing. Actually, in my car, it's 39. Have you ran it out? Is, you know I that? have. Okay. All right. Actually, I've, I've not ever been stranded, but I have pulled in on zero before. Well, even, but here's but, what um, I here's what I'll tell you. I've I watched a YouTube video on this. I know, and there was a YouTube video, and, and every car's a little because you're bit the different. one who told me that I was okay. Yeah, absolutely. Now, it's when like, my when, when my, it goes to zero, it says zero miles remaining. You could probably you could probably drive to another gas station 15, 20, 30 miles away, and you'd still be fine. Not guaranteed because it's per car. From the same man who needed to get gas and had enough mileage to make it to Costco but stopped and paid over exorbitant prices at the airport because he was not going to make it to Costco. Practice what you preach, buddy. I think it was before I watched that video. (laughs) It was recently. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was over the summer. Anyway, but... um, Anyway. Anyway. Don't know. So we're, we're, we're both lacking in speaking each other's Love language. Love language. So, act. Find an opportunity to experience your verb this week. For example, the learn was find an online course where you can learn something. So, for what is what is an opportunity for you to nurture this week? What what is one opportunity that you will do this next seven days to nurture? I don't know. For me, I'm going to do coaching calls. You are. I don't have any on the calendar this week. But you do but have two on the calendar. What? If, but I do have two on the calendar, which I'm super excited. Um, but I am. Um, so I signed up for an online coaching program. Yes, you did. And um, I will be in a small group and I will engage in that small group. And that will be my... Like, I'm not just going to sit there and watch other people. Like, I will engage will and be engage a part of and it. and be a part and, and build relationship mm-hmm. and, and begin that nurturing process. Yep. I love it. Perfect. That's our first card. That was a good card. Soul card. All right. So, Clarence says, 
He says, unfortunately, the positive words have never come easy in her blood. Line from her grandfather to her father. Been trying to, thanks to my lovely wife, it seems to come easy for, who it comes easy for. Awesome. Yep. Well. That is true. But uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not like you never give me encouraging words. It's just, I think sometimes there's, you think it's fun. I think I give you encouraging words all the time. Yeah. But you're always wearing your noise canceling headphones so you don't hear them. Thanks, babe. You're I'm very encouraged by those words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start writing them down. Start texting them to me. Every now and then. You, well, you do answer my text now, so that, that, that yeah. I was going to say, you don't answer my text. But now that you've taken me off, do not disturb. You see my text, but you complain about seeing my text because I'm not on do not disturb. Oh, like gosh. everyone else. You know, the thing is, is I love the fact that I found a way for you to come through my do not disturb. The only thing is, though, is every now and then I'm in a coaching session and all of a sudden you and all of our kids and their significant others in family group chat 2.0, you guys get on some sort of steamrolling text chain and of course, I don't get anything notification. But every time you like something or you type something, it's like my phone's going ching, ching, ching. And I'm like, oh my god! It's our conspiracy theory. Yeah, I think that's what it is. <laughs> hey, Cliff's on a coaching call. Cl- Cliff's meditating. Can, Hurry, let's go. <laughs> we can chat now. <laughs> yeah, you're on to me. I am. Yep. What's our next card? Oh, do you, do I get a picket? Shouting again. Yep. All right. I, well, there are, there's one gray and there's four red. So I'm going to choose one of the red cards. Okay. Do we know what a red card is? Uh, the heart. Oh, not that heart stuff. Yeah. Well, if we did soul, surely we can handle the heart. All right. Let's do the heart stuff. <laughs> what are your positive... Oh, I love this. I'm a very obsessive person. Did you know this? <laughs> no. <laughs> In 28 years, that's not something I've ever learned about you. What are your positive obsessions? I want you to think about this, Stephanie. Think about the last time you were so excited about an idea or positively obsessed with finding a solution for a challenge that you couldn't, so much so that you couldn't sleep. All right? Think about it for just a minute. That's not fair. I don't sleep anyway. All right. Well, it's not really technically about sleep, but something <laughs> where it's on your mind a great deal. Yeah. What was the last thing? Okay. Now, instead of write, I'm going to ask you to speak. Uh, describe the positive obsessions and emotions these activities give you. Would you like me to go first? I would, because I'm still thinking. Okay. So, uh, gosh, Obsessions for me are like, I, I love I it. could name your obsessions. You got obsessed with ABBA and went into a deep dive of the entire group, their breakup, their like everything. I read the biography of all five, of all four members and Stieg Anderson, their producer. I read the biography. It was like 43 hours of study into the story of what made ABBA ABBA. And in the midst of reading all of that biographical material, I'm literally listening to all of their catalog of music. I'm watching all of their recorded live concerts. I'm watching all of their music videos. I'm watching all of their interviews everywhere they've ever been interviewed. That was one obsession. 
Another obsession, I was just talking about it before, but my little coaching cards. You know, I it started out with uh, three and a half by five index cards with black Sharpie marker. And then I'm like, wouldn't it be better if I actually typed these up and printed them on my printer? And then I'm like, wouldn't it be better if they were color coded and printed on, on color um index cards that didn't have the lines and and so i researched that and wouldn't it be better if they were laminated so that if i get my thumbs on them it doesn't smear the toner off of the card and oh wouldn't it be better if these were rounded wouldn't it be better if i actually redesigned these with thumbnail images hey wouldn't it be (laughs) and yeah so i got a little obsessive down that rabbit trail and currently my obsession is vinyl music yes um and before vinyl music and between between cards and be, uh, and vinyl music was my obsession about creating Notion databases. Right. Now, okay. but real quickly, uh, describe um, the emotions and activities that these give me. It was all about, wow, what am I? So for me, why was I into, why was I obsessed with ABBA? I'm obsessed with what made them successful when so many other artists don't reach that level of success. And what I loved about it was learning how every single one of those individuals, all five of them, Anietta, uh, Anna Fried, uh, Bjorn, and Benny, and Stieg, all of them from the time that they were kids decided that they would actually have an incredibly successful music career. And they never once gave up on it, no matter how many obstacles. And so there's, there's in, in all of my study of anyone who has succeeded that we now know as the biggest, most famous and all, there's, there's a similar theme among everyone. It's like they had a central purpose and a central dream and nobody could ever talk them out of it. And it, they manifested that success. And so that's so that's what really obsessed me there. It's like, wow. And you know what? That's how I've gotten everything that I've got today. And I love this. And so that's what that was about. When it came to coaching cards, it's like, man, I wish I had easier access to when a coaching client comes here and says, hey, we've been meeting together for so many months. You've already helped me with everybody, everything I've helped you, um, uh, hired you for. I don't even know what to talk about today. No worries. Pick a color, Pick a color. <laughs> and I'll pull out a card. And I'll tell you what, we will have a transformative experience. And I loved doing that. And it's like, wow. And then I'm like, well, gosh, I could create all of these different cards. And so just to, it, it, it's just such a reminder. It, it tells me, it's like, man, these car, this represents hundreds of thousands of dollars in personal and professional development. I didn't even know it until I had these cards and started doing this. This was all... In digital thing, I mean. By the way, these are the cards. This is the stack of cards here that have already been printed. These are the stack of cards that still need to be printed. This right here, the hundreds of thousands of dollars and countless hours, tens of thousands of hours spent mastering these things. And I'm like, whoa! And the the emotion that the it's it's the number one. It's the um, the confidence that it builds in me to know how much experience, knowledge, wisdom I've gained throughout the years. It's to know the, that I have these tools and I can communicate them at will, that it, it's easily and accessible. And so that's why that was an obsession. 
Anyway, so I could go on and on, but these are this is what these activities, these obsessions have provided on an emotional level which made them an obsession. All right, so now have you come up with yours? Mm-mm. I'm not a very obsessive person, I don't think. I, I don't that like is baloney. The only thing I'm obsessive about is reading. Like I really think that is the only thing. Hello? So if you want to me to, I'll. I'll it, it, I am obsessive about reading. I yes. have pull out your Kindle like, and tell me what your your rankings are. I left my Kindle upstairs. I will have you know. Well, open your Kindle app and go to your. It's going to take a second to load because That's this fine. doesn't get loaded often. <laughs> By the way, while you're waiting, I'm going to tell you about another obsession but, um, of mine. Another obsession of mine is meditation. And today I have not yet meditated, but today will be. Uh, That's too close. Hold on, no, it just it needs to take a second. It should have auto focus on there. It's my oh, it's still seeing my face here. Did that do it? No. Nope. <laughs> just, All right, there you go. <laughs> here you go. It's here. Six ninety five. Six hundred ninety six will be today. Will be my six hundred ninety sixth day of meditation in a row. And so far, I have meditated a total of 35.6 thousand minutes. Say and that again? 35? 35.6 thousand minutes. Gotcha. That's since 2020. Okay. So my my absolute favorite obsession is reading. And really is the only thing I... Oh, by the way, has reading a, a book... Has there ever been a book that you were reading and you just refused to go to sleep at night? Not because you weren't tired, but you just had to finish the book, Stephanie? Oh, no, that never happens. All the time. I don't know if I have any obsessions. I, no, no, no. It is, it is the, like, the, I don't. I don't go from obsession to obsession well, the fine. way you do. That That's yeah, what I meant by this, that. But think about the last time so, you, you know, were so excited about something. You were positively obsessed. And for you, it'd be reading. It, it would be reading. Yeah. And that is not the last time. That is an ongoing thing. It, it, it is does, the last time. It is. so. It is the most recent. It is It is right now. Um, anyway, <laughs> but what I was pulling up was I, on my Kindle app, on my iPad, I have read for 1,342 days in a row. 1,400 and what? 300. 1,342. 1, 1,342 days in a row. Give me just a second. Would you like to know how many weeks that is? Yeah, how many weeks? 286. 286. Divide that by I have not 52. missed a day of That's reading six since years. March. Mm-hmm. I, I have not missed a day of reading since March 19th of 2020. No, May 19th of 2020. Okay. Okay, but the weeks is July of 2018. Yeah. So um, reading is my obsession. I read every moment that I can. And let's see, how many books did I read in um, 2023? Cliff showed me this very, very handy tool um, for because re- I don't, I just use my Kindle Unlimited mostly there are not many authors that i follow that i buy a book for although there are some 
Well, you pay monthly, f- but for I Kindle pay monthly un- unlimited. For, so right. these authors are getting paid. No, I understand. So just just wanted to say you're not like, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Right. Um, but you're the, just not buying the books to own. I'm not buying the books to own, but I have read a book and loved it so much that I buy it. Yes, like that has happened. Yes. You showed me that the Alexa app on my phone can read a book to me. And if you can get used to her voice reading reading to you, which I did, um, I can now listen to books while I am doing the dishes, while I am... Um, Create, walking the dog. Walking the dog. I we do that in the morning. Although oh, we have the to way, hit the sweet obsession, spot. Another obsession might have been b- making wreaths. I don't know if that's an obsession because it's not something that I don't know. Maybe it was at a time. It was. It was. Yeah. A, it was a short time so, obsession. But um, but I do have an obsession with making sure my front door is not naked, which it currently is. But I've been kind of busy, <laughs> so there is that. Um, anyway, in, but the Alexa app will read my books to me. And so I can do it while I'm cleaning and I can do it while I can, you know, listen while, um, while I'm doing all kinds of other work and walking the dog and driving the car and all these things. I don't have to be so dependent on sitting down to read a book. So I do that a lot. What? Would you like to know how many books I read? Sure. Go ahead. In 2023. Yes. 272 that's crazy that's obsessive that's what i said yeah so that that's, <laughs> all right this so is- question for you um first of all would you describe that as a positive obsession yes okay and what emotions does this activity give you depends on the story i'm reading all right but, give, but describe it but what, for me reading- emotionally how is it, it making your life a, a, how is it adding quality to your experience of life emotionally I would, so it, it keeps me in um, my happy place. It gives me in a place to escape to. If, if you know, I don't want to deal or things are too heavy to deal, I can take a time out and, um, and do that. Um, it, I, I sometimes just find sheer joy in, in, the way someone else will describe something that I'm feeling or that I've experienced and they've taken it and they've put it perfectly to words. Um, yeah. Wonderful. I, I sometimes will be in bed and almost ready to go to sleep and all of a sudden you're like laughing out loud hysterically. <laughs> right. So yeah. you you get it's a funny. lot of humor and, and stuff like that. Yeah. There's there's a lot of joy that comes with it. There there are sometimes that I see you know a, sometimes a, a good cry mm-hmm. you know but it it does it does a lot okay so plan an exciting activity that awakens the desire to move forward uh, let's see plan an exciting activity that awakens the desire to move forward what hap- whatever happens plan an exciting activity that awakens the desire to move forward whatever I, the thing is is. We already have a desire to move forward. I don't think there's any need for either of us to awaken that. No, I'm going to act. The minute we're done, he'll do what he's going to do and I will go read. Yeah. 
until it's time to go to your birthday party. <laughs> My birthday party. <laughs> All right. Which is simply dinner with his parents and our children who are in town. But... Um, he called it his birthday party. I did. So. It's my birthday party. Are All these right. three we're saving for later? Yeah, we're going to do those another time. Okay. Yeah, we're going to wrap up this episode of Family from the Heart. Very good. We showed up. We encouraged. We nurtured. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that. Moving on. Good grief, man. Need a new obsession now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fun stuff. You're still heavy in the vinyl obsession. This will last for a while and... You'll well, it will last for a while, and but the thing is, is what I, I'm loving about it. If I, Even all, when you go on to a new obsession, we still get to enjoy the... The benefits of having this. The benefits this, of this, yeah. This growing uh, vinyl collection. Uh, so what I envision, and, and I, I definitely do not expect anybody who doesn't want to, to just do this because I want to do it, but I envision a time like where... Megan or Matthew or McKenna and it's like I just see us hanging out in the loft listening to an album together yeah that's what Cliff and I have been doing all week yeah that that's yeah so awesome I'm looking forward to getting some albums there, there are a couple of albums that are more in line with what I have envisioned like there's there are very few albums. Well, of course, I, I got one today. So uh, today for my birthday, Stephanie gave me The Eagles' Greatest Hits, Volumes 1 and 2. And there's only three songs out of four sides of... Or there's two LPs. And there, and out of all of it, there's only three or four songs that aren't among my favorite Eagles songs. So... Um, I love it when there's an album that I could just listen, I could drop the needle and know that this is just a enjoyable listening experience. Now, of course, I've got the ABBAs as well, but I don't think anybody else loves ABBA as much as I do. But the Eagles Um, are amazing. I don't know. The girls might. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, but there's, of course, no. I, I doubt very few people will want to listen to the entire uh, Violent Femmes. That's what, so. I don't. Did you say that offer. I gave you a new album every day this week? Did I don't think I that? said it here, okay. but Stephanie's been giving me a new album every day this week, except for one day she gave me a book from these two guys that are a part of Outlander, and it's about Scotland. It's an almanac, and it's up there for me to read while listening to vinyl. Yes, but so the point is that I've get, been giving him these albums all week, and they were given to him like strategically so that you know the ones that I wanted to listen to with him would be given on a day that we had time to listen but like on the day that I knew I was going to be out of the house I gave him Pink Floyd and I was like here listen to this while I'm gone oh I just want to tell you I'm so glad by the way I do intend to get Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon the actual actual album but um I love the fact that you got the Dark Side of the Moon live at Wembley because it was so pleasurable to hear that played in a live environment good i'm glad and it it was it was incredibly delightful to hear that i would never use the word delightful to describe listening to pink floyd but that's just me see dark i could by the way uh dark side of the moon 
Uh, and uh, let's see here, The Wall, I could listen to those, and then Comfortably Numb, whatever, I think that might be the name of the album, but whatever album is, got, has, com- actually, that could be on the on the wall. Anyway, there's another one from Pink Floyd from years ago that I used to listen to all the time. I, I'm a huge Pink Floyd fan. Didn't know that. I am. Um, yeah. But I'm also listen. I, I'm also looking for. I don't know what it is, but I'm looking for something that is acoustic singer songwriter, just from beginning to end. Like no rock, you know, screaming. None of this whole rock, you know, like electric guitar. I really love. Some of my favorite uh, concerts that I've gone to with my dad are like super popular rock stars and stuff like that. But they're just traveling by themselves these days and they just get up on set. And there was at least three different artists we've gone to where it's just that guy and his guitar and a microphone. And he tells the stories behind the store, the songs, and they just he sing he'll sing it acoustically. And even if I don't like like I could tell you right now, there are hundreds maybe thousands hundreds at least of songs that you would it would be painful to listen to that song in its original produced version but if the artist did an unplugged acoustic just the voice and the guitar of that same song i i I, it's hard for me to find songs where that is acoustically you that, don't like. yeah i just i just really like singer songwriter acoustic settings and so i'm looking to find out it's like hmm uh, and by the way that these aren't acoustic but um i want is it tapestry who is, is that carol king i don't know anyway i there's there's two artists that i want from the 70s that are female artists that so tapestry is one album i know i want i think it was carly simon and uh, and then there's I, I the thing is is Linda Ronstadt, a huge fan of Linda Ronstadt, but I I want a Linda Carol King, Carol King, and and so I want Carol King and Carly Simon albums because I love their voices and I loved a lot of their songs, but I wonder if the rest of their songs will be as will live up to it. But anyway, all right. Anyway, I'm just having fun, you know, just that. Stephanie, I love you. I love you. You're amazing. Thank you. Not so bad yourself. And with that, we're going to end this podcast episode. Not the live stream yet. Don't go away. Uh, but we are going to end this podcast episode. Oh, oh, real quickly. So some of you probably know that Stephanie has uh, wanted to do more of her coaching one-on-one. She has plans to start a new mastermind group at some point in the near future. And the wedding is now behind her and us. She has now decided to take up a challenge. And Stephanie is in the process of booking 100 coaching conversations on her calendar within the next 90 days. I am. And yesterday we crafted an email or a message that could be sent via email or Facebook. And we sent it to everybody who was on your mailing list. Mm-hmm. We sent it to all uh, the women uh, that attended Free the Dream 2018, 2019, who saw your talk, who we thought would be very much interested in making that connection with you and having a coaching conversation. 
We sent it to a bunch of people who you've had conversations in the past with on Facebook Messenger. And you already, this was just yesterday afternoon, like right before the end of the day. Yeah. And you already have two of your 90 calls or two of your 100 calls booked. And just want to let you guys know, Stephanie is looking for 98 more booked coaching conversations. So if you are hearing my voice right now and you would like, and here's the situation, Stephanie is looking to get more experience coaching. Now she's had coaching experience in the past. She did a paid mastermind group for over a year and did one-on-one coaching for over a year uh, between Free the Dream 2018 and Free the Dream 2019. But then McKenna, she wanted to focus on McKenna. Uh, and then it, everything up until the wedding. And now she's ready to get back into it. But she wants to really get into that groove of coaching in a lot of different areas, a lot of different types of people. And here's the interesting thing. She's offering this coaching session, no strings attached. It's complimentary, full-blown, one-hour coaching session with her. And not only is there no expectation and no obligation you ever become a paid client, it's an absolute guarantee during this first complimentary 90-minute one-on-one coaching session, Stephanie will not even mention the fact that you could hire her for more coaching and there will be no pitches, no asking for about anything of that nature as far as you becoming a paid client. But she is looking for people who are serious about a one-on-one, one-hour coaching experience with her. And so if you are interested, Stephanie has a link that she can send you. All you need to do is email her, stephanie at stephanieravenscraft.com. Is that correct? That is correct. Did I get it all right? You did. Excellent. You make for a very good commercial. And I, and here's the, here's what I want you to hear. We'll put this out. This will reach probably about 1,000 to 2,000 people on Family from the Heart. Um, you know, it's it's already gone out to the nine people who are watching the live stream currently. And the the videos on my YouTube channel, your YouTube channel, and Facebook combined, and maybe some folks who are watching on LinkedIn, this is going to go out to probably another 300 to 500 people in, in video form. And here's what I can tell you. If you're thinking, well, I, I want to leave that for someone. Stephanie has a strong desire to book 100 sessions by the end of the first quarter. These are no strings attached, no expectation, no obligation you ever become a paid client, and I promise you that if you have any desire to be coached by Stephanie, complimentary, no strings attached, there's room for you. Out of all everybody who will hear this, at most 20 or 30 people are gonna respond to this. Our question is, are you gonna be one of them? Male, woman, doesn't matter, Sign up or actually just go over to uh, email Stephanie at stephanieravenscraft.com. Until next time, we encourage you to live your life on purpose. Mindset and surround.